to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Now your host, Angelo Petiti. Good morning and welcome to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number, area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Well, we've definitely had a beautiful week. Um, uh, on the warm side, dry side, the finally, I think the ground finally got uh, to where it can be uh, worked pretty well and um, kind of um, you know, has moisture but not excessive moisture. And uh, it, uh, it's it been a little bit on the wet side for the spring, but I think we're finally uh, starting to dry up in a way that uh, we can start enjoying the outside. Some of the things that uh, you may want to take a look at if you haven't done so yet, uh, you may want to take a look to get done. Uh, perfect time now to apply step two. Uh, you want to make sure that you apply that in the morning when there is dew on the ground. That's when you're going to get really the best results. Uh, the um, the moisture, uh, the dew is very even everywhere, and uh, it really sticks uh, to the um, to the foliage, so that you're going to get the the best results. <clears throat> One of the things that you also want to take a look at is your mums. Uh, cut your mums back halfway. It doesn't matter what size they are, if they're a foot, if they're 18 inches. Uh, cut them back halfway, and then go ahead and feed them heavy with Osmocote. The same thing with butterfly bushes. Now I wouldn't cut back the butterfly bushes. Uh, many, uh, most of the new varieties are dwarfed. They're much more compact. Uh, I would leave those alone. But if you have the varieties that they get to be four, five, six feet tall, those are the ones that you want to cut back halfway. Uh, you really want to contain them down. You want them to branch out of the bottom. And the best time to do that is now, so that you wind up with a good full beautiful plant and uh, not quite so tall and not quite so uh, uh, open so that it doesn't have a, a nice full look to it. So make sure that, um, you know, if you have those varieties, uh, cut those back halfway and the same thing there, feed them. Uh, best thing to feed them is plant tone and iron tone at this time of the year. Uh, all your uh, hanging baskets, make sure that you feed them on a um, about every two months with Osmocote. Uh, and also make sure that you cut them back uh, about every two months. Uh, by you cutting them back, you're going to promote all the new growth. You're going to have beautiful, fresh uh, breaks that are going to produce fresh flowers. Uh, if you don't do that, uh, generally you wind up with the... Um, Flowers at the edge, but you're not going to have the nice fullness and the and the blooming, you know, all, over the whole plant. So make sure that uh, every couple of months, uh, you know, do that. Another thing that will really help your basket, uh, if you were to use a water hydro train, uh, what that does, it basically sucks the moisture out of the air, uh, puts it into the soil. And uh, it can cut your watering down on baskets about 50%. Uh, but uh, the big difference there is that it really maintains the plants, uh, all your containers, much more balanced with moisture versus going to a total dehydration. And then... Uh, <clears throat> And then trying to bring them back with water. Uh, mulch all your beds. If you have not done so, mulch your beds so that you can retain the moisture. It also prevents uh, the weeds from coming up. When you're done mulching, use preen. Preen will prevent anything from germinating. Uh, you can apply that right on top of the mulch. Do that at the very end. When you're all done uh, applying the mulch, that's the best time to do that. The, when you start walking or raking or breaking that uh, web, you know, the web barrier, 
uh, you're basically going to create areas where the seeds can germinate. So make sure that uh, do that as your final step uh, in your um, you know, in your uh, vegetable, in your, your vegetables, you can use uh, burnout, uh, which is an organic, uh, but print is also very, uh, very safe to use in the uh, in the vegetable gardens. Raise your lawnmower uh, to three inch. This you're we're, we're in the summer now. Your heat uh, uh, is on, uh, so you're going to wind up. Um, you really want to create a little bit of shade for the root system on the grass. Uh, three inches, the maximum. Uh, and most optimum height for the lawn to be all summer, uh, all the way until the uh, middle of October. Uh, so make sure that uh, you, if you have not done so, do that. And also uh, make sure that you do sharpen your blades up uh, every four or five cuttings. Go ahead and sharpen your blades so that, that, that you have that beautiful, nice, fresh cut uh, when you go ahead and, um, you know, cut your grass. Uh, if you start to see some holes on your roses, um, it is basically... Uh, so so fly larva uh the so fly uh you'll see that they make like a little little pinholes all over the leaves uh use a, a either bonite rose systemic drench or captain jack dead brew um uh, spray on it that will take care of it very very quickly the same thing with hosta you're going to start to see some holes especially with the moisture that we have had uh you'll see that uh, some of them have uh, a bunch of holes or or discoloration on it uh, basically what it is is slugs uh make sure that you use the slug magic on it that will take care that will take care of it uh the uh, grass in your flower beds uh if you start to see grass coming up either through your shrubs or through your flowers you can go ahead and use grass be gone that will take care of the grass very very quickly uh some of the uh I want to point out just a few of the new white ranges that they are absolutely spectacular. Uh, one of the one of the, the uh, special one is Invincible Spirit Two. This is a pink one, very big flowers. It just pretty much blooms all summer, nonstop. Uh, it's about um, two and a half to three feet tall. Absolutely incredible plant. So you, this is one plant you definitely want to make sure that you have uh, in your garden. Uh, another one would be incredible, just uh, the regular incredible. This is a white, pinkish one, but the flowers are about 12 inches across. Uh, blooms beautifully through the summer. Very strong stalks. Uh, just absolutely beautiful. And another one is incredible blush. Uh, this is more of a, uh, a little bit shorter. It's about the two, two and a half feet in height. Uh, beautiful pink, uh, color, uh, just a spectacular, spectacular. It's like a pink rose. It's just a really, uh, very vibrant, beautiful plant. Uh, very hardy for our area. Uh, reliable bloomers. They bloom nonstop all the way through. Uh, another one that, another thing that you want to make sure if you have on your lilacs, if you have lilacs that have not bloomed, uh, or if you have, uh, Anything that has not bloomed well, uh, this is the time to use triple phosphate. Uh, just go ahead and apply that. And the same thing at the hydrangeas, uh, you want to make sure, and the ones that you want to turn blue, make sure that you use aluminum sulfate. And this is the time to do that. Uh, that will keep uh, those plants looking that the really deep, rich blue uh, through the summer. You are listening to Garden with Angela. Our phone number is area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. We're going to take a very short pause. We'll be right back. Back to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Once again, Angelo Petiti. 
We're back. You are listening to Garden with Andrew. Our phone number, 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Good morning, Yara, Angelo. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? I'm doing pretty well, but I'm calling about my rough lawn. When I mow it, it's like pushing uphill both ways. It's lumpy and bumpy. Should I roll it? Uh, no, I'm not, I, I'm not a fan of rolling, uh, mainly because um, all you're doing, you're compacting the soil. It's not really solving the. No, so is it? It just became a lump in, you know, lump in the uneven, or has it been that way for years? It's been that way for years. Yeah, well, the only. Um, I mean, the only thing that you can do is really redo it uh, by you rolling it. I mean, you you know, you could roll it, uh, but I said what rolling does it really pack, it really compacts your soil. Yeah. So, uh, if you are going to roll it, I would recommend to go ahead and do that, and then when it comes this fall, I would go ahead and aerate the lawn so that uh, you create some aeration going back into the soil um so that uh, there is some moisture and uh, air getting uh, you know getting underneath but uh, there's really no easy solution for something like that it's um the you know if it wasn't done right from the beginning the only way that you can correct that is to basically redo it uh, and that's a big job okay it's an old lawn, so it's probably forty years old. So it just grew that way. Okay. Yeah, there's really not much. I said, uh, you know, you can try rolling and um, see what happens. But if you do roll it, I would recommend that you uh, aerate it. Okay. All right. Well, you have a great day. You too, sir. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Morning, Al Rangelo. Hello. Good morning. morning. How we doing? Hi. Good. This is Pete from Cleveland Heights. How you doing? Good, Pete. Hey, I got a question. You keep talking about plantone and iron tone. What's the difference between the two? Uh, uh, plantone, uh, well, iron tone is uh, really reestablishes the iron in the soil. Uh, that's you know it really uh, has a, it's got a tremendous benefit, uh, especially in our area where uh, you know iron is something that uh, you know gets used up. Um, but uh, they're two different components that they work very well together. Well, I used the, the plantone on uh, some potted uh, tomato, eggplant, and pepper plants on the little roof, and they're doing fantastic. And I, is it too late to uh, add plantone to the existing plants on the ground? And the no, in the no, not at all. The, the best time to do it is you do it twice a year. Uh, you do it in the spring, and then you do it about the end of June, middle of July. Uh, once you do it on a yearly basis, the look and uh, what those plants will do is totally quite, you know, quite amazing. It's something that stays in the soil; it just keeps building up, uh, and it's totally organic. Just great, great product. Very slow releasing, um, good stuff. It smells organic, that's for sure. Yep, that 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 it does. That it does. How, how do I apply? Do I spray just, it uh, in? Just, no, just put it right on top of the ground and water it in. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll do that. And I got a question about pruning these uh, tomato plants. They're a little in the Y. Uh, you print out that sucker, but some of those suckers are pretty big. Do I continue to take them all out? Yes. Yeah, the suckers produce nothing. All they do is they take all the energy out of the plant. So you want to make sure that uh, as they uh, come up, uh, they get to be like an inch or so. Uh, you don't really don't want to get them to be full grown because they really take a, a tremendous amount of uh, energy out of the plant. So as soon as you see them, just go ahead and uh, take them off. 
Well, the small ones are easy to see, but I yesterday I noticed there are some ones that are pretty big already. Yeah, t- take those off. Take okay. those off. Okay. All right. All Thank right. You well, you have much. a great have day. Nice day. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye. Well, yeah, Rangelo. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? Good. I've got some beautiful spider warts that are about maybe two feet tall, beautiful purple. Mm-hmm. When can I split those or, or move them? Uh, the best time, well, you, uh, in the fall, uh, you don't want to do that now. Uh, end of September uh, would be a really good time to do that. There also would be, a, you know, if you want to split them, that would also be the time to do that. Okay. It seems like mostly they, they sort of die back towards the fall. Yeah, they, 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 that's pretty much what they're supposed to do. Yeah, okay. that, and that is the time that you, you know you can either move them if you want to move them or if you want to break them up and replant them. Uh, that's also the time to do. Generally, uh, right around between the middle of September and the end of September, uh, that's a perfect time to do it. Plenty of time for them to go ahead and reroot again so that they go into winter well-rooted. Great. Uh, how about an oak leaf hydrangea? When can I trim that? Uh, you really don't want to trim that uh, uh, at this time. You want to, uh, all the flower buds are set there, let it go. Uh, when it comes at the end of um, the season, then you go ahead and uh, uh, trim it down. They bloom on new wood. They don't bloom on old wood. Uh, so you want to make sure that uh, right now, anything that's on there, uh, that's where all your flower buds are at. So wait. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, the flowers are all, almost formed. They're, they're beautiful. They're, yeah, they're like they're, six, seven, eight feet tall. But. Yeah, that's one, of the, that's one of the most beautiful plants uh, that you could have, especially if you have a shady uh, shady yeah. area. Uh, they do exceptionally well. And uh, uh, if you ever want any more of those, the new varieties are much, uh, much more dwarf. Uh, the okay. old varieties are very tall, but these are the new ones are, are much more dwarf. Uh, much I'll tell you, more. a couple of years ago, I started using the copper fungicide, on, and you really need to do that. On yeah, it. absolutely, absolutely. You okay, do. I've got one more question. I got I got a Fuji and a and a Gala apple tree. I didn't get one blossom this year. The trees look beautiful and healthy, but not even one blossom. Hmm. Did you trim them? Uh, at, I, I trimmed them. I trimmed them late, probably the end of February. No, that that no, that's a no, it's perfect that's time. Okay. Yeah, perfect time to do that. I don't know. I don't know why they wouldn't. Uh, I mean, we didn't. I mean, this is one year. Yeah. Uh, that uh, the uh, you know we really didn't, the flowers didn't come on until later, but it's been um, it, you know the the March and April that that um, it was the coldest uh, I've ever, especially in reverse. I've seen some of the strangest things at our nursery that I've never seen before. Uh, I've never seen some of them, uh, some plants just uh, really hardy, hardy plants get damaged uh, in April, uh, which I've, you know, I mean, plants that uh, we have never seen damage on. Uh, but I think the um, uh, I think something had to do the uh, last fall and winter up okay. until February. I don't think the plants were fully dormitized, and then March came, and it will stay cold, which was okay. But I think when April came, and the the plants on the clock, they were trying to to, to break, and I think a lot of them uh, just uh, either the flower bud uh, buds got uh, affected or the tips got affected. Uh, but we have had more tip burn on plants than I've ever ever seen. Um, at our nursery, and uh, very, 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 stra- very yeah. strange. Yeah, it wouldn't affect the tree, but we had the same thing. Like yeah. uh, the plants now are gorgeous, 
But in the yeah. spring, all the we had a lot of tip burn, a lot of tip that they just kind of died off on the plant, which it it does it's not normal for that to happen. One more question: so, that, that bare tree and shrub stuff. Does mm-hmm. it matter whether you get the granular or the liquid? I, I would use the liquid. Liquid, okay. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you. Very all right. Much. Well, you have a great day. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye now. Morgiara Angelo. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Yes. Good morning. Oh, okay. Um, I bought the lantanas the other day from your nursery. To, I buy them all the time, and I plant them in the ground. And uh, this time you had some beautiful ones in these orange pots. Mm-hmm. And so I bought three of those. And uh, I was going to try to take them out and plant them in the ground, but I couldn't get them out easy enough. I didn't want to break the, the plants, you know. I yeah. couldn't get it out. So I want to know how they'll perform if I leave them in the pot. No, you can take them out of the pot. What you do, put the pot, put your hand inside the, you know, on top of the, um, the plant and flip it upside down. And then with your other hand, just go ahead and squeeze the pot at the bottom. They'll pull right out. Oh, I couldn't, I, I just, I didn't do it because they're kind of, you know, the pot, they're not that small. I mean, my hands, I could I, you know, I just couldn't get the grip on it. Uh, yeah, you you but, should be able you should be able to tap that bottom and take them out if you want to. They'll they'll do beautifully in a pot. But yeah, but okay, let, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. If I leave this time, uh, no, leave them in the pot, and will, I just they will, how, how they always come. Yes, they do beautifully. How do I take care of it to make sure that uh, just they make don't sure die? That you, just make sure that you put asthma coat about every two months on them, and just water them. That's really all you have to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. I know they don't require a lot of attention, no. but I. Yeah. No. Uh, okay. So they'll but be okay in the pot. Then. They'll, they'll, yeah, they'll be just fine in a pot. But I said, if you want to take them out and put them in the ground, you should be able to do that. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll try it one more time. But yeah, just uh, put the pot upside down and just make sure at the bottom, just kind of tap it hard. They're tough plants. They don't break very easy. You can go ahead and you know maneuver that pot. Don't worry about the roots. The roots will, they'll, they will, even if you break the roots, they'll be just fine. Well, that's what I was wondering. If I kept them in the pot, will they get root bound? They, well, they, they will. I mean, they, they will, you know, but they'll, they will do very well in a but pot. They will, they will okay. do very well in a pot, yes. All right, thank you. All right, well, you have a great day. Yeah, bye bye. Bye bye. Morgan Arangelo. Good morning. How we doing? Not bad. How about yourself? Doing terrific. Great. Um, a friend of mine, she's in her mid-80s, and she's a, a avid gardener, and she has a beautiful yard filled with perennials, and she has a blight of these onions, uh-huh. those wild onions that grow. Yep. She doesn't just have a couple. She has hundreds have developed okay. in the last year, and we're trying to figure out how to get rid of them. Well, um and the, they're all in between the perennials. Yes. Okay. Easiest way to do it uh, would actually be to put um, a Roundup concentrated and uh, basically rub them uh, with a sponge. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Every one. Yeah. So that would be step one. Mm-hmm. Uh, after you do that and they die back, uh, if that's possible, what I would do is that if you can get uh, the areas where they're in, Get newspaper, the the sections, you know, the thick sections. Yes. 
um, kind of cut that and kind of wrap, put that down on the ground and wrap it around the perennials. Okay. And then just put just a little bit of mulch on top of that. Oh, that, okay. that will suffocate every. That will suffocate the onions or anything else that's there. Mm-hmm. But it will let the water through, and it will you know the plants will do perfectly fine with it. Mm-hmm. But it works really phenomenally getting rid of things that sometimes are very difficult to get rid of because of where they're at. Exactly. Okay, so. Um, that would be, but uh, you know, the first step I would do is you know just put Roundup concentrated in a bucket, put gloves on, get a sponge, uh, use the sponge to rub that on the on the onion themselves. Okay. And then after you're done, then let it sit for about two weeks. Okay. Then go ahead and get the newspaper, put that down, cut it so it wraps around the perennials, put a little bit of mulch on top of that. And uh, and you'll see that uh, she will not have to worry about that anymore. That'll do it, huh? That'll do it. Okay, because someone suggested breaking the tops off. And no, no. Oh, that won't work. No, no, that that doesn't do a thing. Well, and pulling them and pulling them is worse. Yeah, she had been doing that. No, the more you pull, the more you're going to get. That's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what I what I just told you, it's it's very it's tedious, but it will work and it will get rid of them. Uh, if you have them in an open area, you could just use Trimac. Trimac will get rid of them very quickly. But unfortunately, if you use Trimac in there, it will also affect the perennials. Oh, right. And she- so so that, that's, why I, that's why I suggested to do what, what I said. Because if you put Roundup on a sponge, it's not going to uh, hurt anything. Just rub the onions, and you'll see that the onions will... It takes about two weeks. <clears throat> they will be... They will be gone, and then after they're gone, as an insurance policy, put the newspaper down with a little bit of mulch, Great. Uh, and I can assure you that will work very, very well. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right. Well, you have a wonderful day. You as yeah. well. Bye-bye. You are listening to Garden with Angel. Our phone number is area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. We're going to take a short pause for the news. We will be right back. Back to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Once again, Angelo Petiti. We're back. You are listening to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number, area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? Okay. Why, uh, I have a, or maybe a three-year-old silver-edged leaf hibiscus. I know they're late in coming up, but I'm ready to give up on it. There's nothing green there. Uh, this, it should still come up. Oh, they're, great. They're, yeah, they're just late. I mean, um, and uh, this year I think some of them got uh, the, the generally, you know, they die back all the way down to the ground. And uh, generally you have a little bit of old wood left where your eyes are set. Mm-hmm. I think this year some of them got, they died back so down that the eyes have to break out of the roots that's why they're so late some of them oh uh, so there's still hope I, I would not i would not give up um i just leave it there and um the it has to break out of the roots that's basically what uh, what's going on okay i love the plant yeah uh I, now i have some drift roses one is already blooming and looks very healthy 
one looks dead and another one has one stem that has some green on it. Do I? Does the the one that's uh, is that dead dead like nothing on it or nothing? Yeah, yeah, that one there I would uh, pull out. Okay, the one that's got some green on it I would just cut that back, uh, feed them, feed it heavy, mm-hmm. and um, give it some Osmocote. That'll that'll really uh, give it some uh, a pretty good jolt, and oh, okay. um, let it um, you know that, that uh, it's a very tough plant. Uh, if there's some green on it, that uh, that will fill in very quickly. The one that's that, it's been a tough, um, it's been a tough spring on some of these plants. I said the uh, we had uh, below zero weather quite a few days. There. Well, I, I I don't even think it was that as it was April. I think April oh. when the um, when the plants are ready, you know, there's a clock on those plants, and somehow they it kind of works with you know with the the timing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I think when it came April, I think when they started, uh, the, the one they go, I think a lot of them just got either burned or they got, I said, I've seen things that I've never seen, uh, in the nursery. And I'm in there every, you know, I, I, I go to the nursery three, four times a week. Um, and I've seen things that, that very, very, under, but, uh, as far as the hibiscus, that's the reason why it's not coming out because the, uh, Usually they have the buds right at top, right at the at the base of the stems, mm-hmm. um, and uh, this year those some of those stems got uh, killed all the way down. So now it has to re-break out of the root. Now the stems are about eight inches. I had cut it down. To yeah, that. it does. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Oh, don't yeah. need to cut them off more then. Yeah, doesn't matter. Uh, now should I put more fertilizer around it? Uh, you know, I would um, I, I would go ahead and soak it with uh, Miracle Grow the the oh. the liquid. Yeah. Uh, see if that can, you know that gets into the plant very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, see if that uh, will help uh, getting get going quicker. Okay. Okay. Very good. Thank right. you so much. Well, you have That's a great day. day. Yeah. Bye bye. Morning, Angelo. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? We're doing well. Thank you for taking my call. More than welcome. Are you familiar with Akiba chocolate vine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you carry them at the nursery? No. Oh no, they're they're marginal over here. Um, that's that's why we really we we uh, we we grew them for a couple of years and uh, they just never did well. Okay. Um, that uh, that's really the reason why we don't. Okay. Well, I'll stop looking for it. My next question is um, the perennial uh, snow on the mountain. Mm-hmm. That's the ground cover, correct? Yes. And is it a good one for this yes. area? Yes, yes, very good for this area. Okay. Very hardy and very easy to grow. Okay. Well, thank you very much. And uh, I think I've seen them at the nursery. Yes, we have them there. Okay, you, you thank have, you. You have a great day. Yeah, you bye-bye. the same. Bye. Morning, Angelo. Morning, Angelo. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I um, bought a Veronica plant, and it's been in a pot for about a week and a half. I just noticed yesterday that my leaves are getting spots on them. When I turn the leaf over, it's more of a like a copper color. Um, so I don't know what yeah, happened with yeah, it. Yeah, I would just go ahead and use some copper fungicide on that. Okay. Uh, are you going to keep them in a pot? Are you going to put them in a um, I have them in a pot, a large but, pot. But are you going to put them in the ground? No, you, I wasn't going you're to. You're going to just grow them in a pot? Yes. Yeah, they have uh, you know enough air, enough room. 
in the in the pot? Um, yeah, they should. It's a fairly um, large pot. Okay, okay. I mean, do they need a big pot? No, just you know, you just want to make sure that they're you know, like if you're going to grow them in a pot, you'd want at least a twelve inch pot. Yes, yes, I do okay. have that. Yes. they're pretty tall too. Yeah, so. great. That uh, yeah, I would just uh, go ahead and I would uh, spray with copper fungicide. Okay. And then what I would make sure that you feed them. Um, I would put Osmocote on there okay. um, in a pot that's good for about two months. Okay, because I did put some biotone in it when I when, I on the planted it, yeah. in, inside the soil and the, stuff yep. when I planted it. Yep. That, now, will, uh, that will really uh, build up the roots, but just to put the, like a uh, like couple of tablespoons of uh, Osmocote right around the, uh, okay. the edges, uh, that will get it going. But uh, just use the, the copper fungicide and they should take care of the problem. Okay, now the spikes that they the grow, the flowers that grow, mm. when they start being spent out, um, do you cut them back? Yeah, you cut it down. down. As far down as you can get with your fingers on there, okay. uh, the other rebloomer. Uh, mm-hmm. Just uh, use. Normally, I would not tell you to use osmocote on perennials until late summer, but on that on that particular plant, mm-hmm. use osmocote uh, about every uh, I said uh, eight, seven, eight weeks. Okay. Uh, you should be able to keep that in bloom pretty much all summer, nonstop. Okay, great. Um, I also have a question about my roses. I, you know, my roses are like over 30 years old and, um, they really took a hit this year and I cut them back, um, in the spring and I have one that is, grew, grew so tall and it's very leggy. It has all kinds of holes in it, which uh, you covered when you were first talking that I'm going to take care of. Um, can I cut, should I cut that back? Yeah, I would go ahead and cut that back. Cut that back down to like about two feet. Okay. And, yeah. And sweet pea, that can be mixed with the soil when absolutely, I'm planting. Absolutely, absolutely. And is there any herbs that cannot go together? Because I bought cilantro, rosemary, basil, and a jalapeno pepper. And I have a stand-up container that yeah, I bought. Yeah, those, those do very well together. The only thing that what I would not put together would be like oregano. Okay. Oregano is very invasive. Uh, okay. Some of the mints are very invasive. Okay. Uh, those, you, those you want to keep by themselves and you want to put them in a pot. You really don't want to grow those in the ground because they will uh, invade everywhere. Okay. And the parsley, I could add parsley. Oh, parsley. Oh, absolutely. Too. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay. And, you know, and just keep, um, you know, one thing about herbs, make sure that you keep cutting them back. Okay. Uh, the more, you know, whether you need them or don't need them, uh, you want you want to regenerate uh, the fresh growth on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so keep, put Osmocote on them so they keep some vegetative all the time. And um, you, they dry very easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can just um, mix the combination of herbs that you use in your cooking mm-hmm. or your salads. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just uh, uh, put a, um, uh, a paper towel in your microwave. Mm-hmm. Put the herbs on top, put another paper towel on top of that, uh, put it on for two minutes, okay. and then you take it out, uh, and that's ready to go out and, you know, let it cool down and that, uh, stay, you know, keep it on the counter for a couple hours, and then after that, just break it up and put it in a jar. Uh, you'll have it all year long, but that's um, that's a very very easy way to do it. Uh, okay. Just every so often, cut the whole thing and just do that, and, uh, yeah, and you'll, you'll get you'll get great use out of them mm-hmm. uh, for you know winter, and you will have really it's the best thing that you can do to the herbs uh, all summer long. Okay, and can I put that hydro train on that because I'm gonna pick that yes, up today? Yes, yes, okay. yes. The stuff is amazing. Okay, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, and you just sprinkle it on top. Yeah, just put it right around on the on top of the soil. Okay, okay. All right. Okay, thank you. Have a great day. All right. Have a great day. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Margie Aurangelo. 
Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. How are you? I have uh, four Cleveland Select pear trees I planted about 18 years ago. And I don't know if they have fire blight, but they're getting sort of, uh, I think I lost about 20% of them. Uh, they have you know, dead leaves. Some of the leaves are falling. Yeah. And will I lose these trees? Or I take no, what I would or? do, you know, you, you, you shouldn't. What I would do is um, make sure that you remove all the affected area. Well, they're like 30 feet high. And, I mean, it's, it's probably like 20 to 30% of the trees. Okay, are, is it all up on top? Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's all the way up the top of the all tree. Up the top. Okay. Um, what I would do is I would go ahead, if you can, I would just go ahead and take uh, the top 10 foot off of that tree. Okay. And um, they will they will re-break and refill. Okay? Okay. They're going to look a little bit odd for now, but it, it's not going to take them that long to go ahead and refill uh, and, uh, you know, put up, uh, they're, you know, they're, they're an old, beautiful tree. Um, I would, um, I think if you do that, I think you will have, uh, it'll take about, uh, two years, but the plants will be right back to where they were. Uh, the fire blight, uh, was, was, it, it was just a weather condition this year, uh, that, um, depending on where, where the plants were and how the, and it varies from one area to another. It's, it's kind of the, uh, one of the phenomena of nature that sometimes they can be in the within uh, you know 50 feet and some get affected and some don't and it all has to do on how the air movement goes. Uh, but uh, the, the the easiest thing to do is just go ahead and take the top off, cut them cut them down to where the um, where the, that's all good, and mm-hmm. uh, you will see that they will rebreak off the top and shoot straight up back up. Uh, but that um, that's the easiest thing to do. So this won't come back next year, then. It, it, it will no. They'll start growing this summer. They'll start growing now. Okay, but I mean the blight. On oh, the, the blight. Range. You know, generally, it's, I said it's, it's a weather-related uh, thing that uh, comes in. Uh, there's no guarantee that it won't, but chances are uh, that it won't. It's it's not something that happens all the time. Okay. And another question I have: uh, uh, Have you ever heard of a regal? Prince Oak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are those good trees? I wanted, I saw it on the TV gardening show. And uh, uh, did I get those around here? No. They're, they're, not, they're not for this area. They're, oh, okay. They, they, don't, they don't do well over here. They, you'd be wasting your money and time. Okay. And the last question, is there anything to put? I just put in strawberries for the first time this year. And is there anything to put? you put anything on those? Uh, I would just feed them. You know, I, you know, I would use like uh, plantone and iron tone on them. Uh, it's a good organic uh, fertilizer. Um, you know, do that, and then um, uh, that's really about it. Yeah, you don't have okay. to do a, you don't have to do a whole lot to them. Okay. Okay. Thanks. All right. Well, you have a great day. Yep. Bye bye. Morgan Angel. Good morning, Angel. Oh, good morning. Um, uh, I have a couple of questions for you. Uh, one, did you ever hear using chicken meal to uh, deter deers? Chicken manure? No, meal. Chicken meal. Is it round chicken feather thing? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, it, you know, it, it, that's good stuff. Yeah. And it works pretty good. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah it works very well. Yes. Yeah, a, f- a friend of mine was using it and yeah. told me to try that. And no, he had pretty good luck with it. No, it works very well. Okay, okay. And, and my next question is, uh, do you, is there any teal-colored perennials that you know of? What, what keel? Keel, yes. Um, teal colored perennials. 
uh, yeah, probably in the in the um, you know cornflowers, you should be able to find some in that color. Okay. Um, in the Veronicas, you should be able to find some in that color. Um, huh? those are uh, uh, maybe some in the salvias. You know, okay. you know, so yeah, you should you this, this you should be able to find uh, something close to to what you're looking for that in that color in those families. Okay, okay. And and my next question is, when is the best time to uh, transplant poppies? They're starting to. Uh, you know. Best time is in the fall, in the uh, fall? like late uh, late August. Okay. Um, what you do is, uh, you know, make sure that uh, you prepare the area where you're going to plant them. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a long taproot, so they're, you know, they, they're, they're, you know, they're like a carrot at the bottom when you dig them up. Yeah, uh, okay. So make, you know, when you go to, when you go to, to move them, uh, the uh, really important that the, the soil level is kept the same, uh, in mm-hmm. the new location where you're putting them in. Okay. But, um, yeah, generally after the middle of August is a, is a good time to do that. Okay. Well, thank you. All right. We have a great day. Yeah. Bye bye. Morning, Arangelo. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Good. I got a piece of property I bought that about three acres of it was flooded out and inhabited by the beavers, and now it's overrun with willows. And we brush hogged them out, and they keep coming back. And I'm looking for something to spray in there that'll kill those roots. Um, so I can plow it and get it all leveled out and get it back to dried out land. Yeah. What can you suggest for that? Well, I mean, the, uh, that's, uh, especially in a wetland, that, that's really difficult to, uh, uh, you know, to kill those roots. I mean, you, you could, you could try burnout. Okay. Um, but, um, you know, the, um, they have, you know, wetland, what happens with willows, uh, those roots really travel. And um, they um, they they will you know uh, they they break out of the roots. That's that's really um, and that when I when I say they travel, you know they'll go like fifty out, you know fifty seventy five feet. Okay. Um, so they're um, um, you know, you're going to have to do the whatever they're at, and then try to hit every one of them um, and see what happens. But uh, that's not a um, are you gonna are you gonna landscape that? You're gonna build that? What are you gonna do with that? Uh, we're hoping to plant corn on it. But it's it's part of a farm. It's just a low lying area where the the beavers got in there and they flushed yeah, it out, and yeah. over, and then we yeah. cut them out. And it's it's dry now. I can drive equipment on there, but I'm looking to uh, kill that kill that root system and plow it up and get those roots out of there. Yeah, I would uh, I would use burnouts, especially if you're gonna yeah. don't don't use around you know if you're gonna use if you're gonna plant corn on there, use burnout. Okay. Um, and then after that, as soon as the, everything is dried up on it, then just go ahead and plow it. Try to okay. bring everything up, and uh, you should be able to to, to do that. Okay. Uh, wait a couple of weeks after I spray it, or uh, yeah, yeah, you, about a burnout you can do it for, within a week, a week. Within a week. Okay. Yeah. Uh, should I? Spray it, plow it, get it this, let it sit a year, and do it again, and try to rip as many out. Or you think that'll take care of it? Yeah, I think I would. Uh, what I would do, I, w- I would do spray it now. Then I would go ahead and plow it, It'd rip as much. Of- you have a ripper on your uh, on your plow? Yeah. I would just go ahead and after it's dried up, you know, the, you start to see all the leaves dry up. Put the ripper down first. Let the uh, rip it up with that, and then. Um, 
the uh, as you bring it up uh i would get as much of it out as you can uh and then it would be a good idea not to do anything with it this year just work on getting it all out right um and then uh as it comes if you if you see more come up just go ahead and spray it again uh with that does that have any residual to it or no that's why that's organic you can go ahead and yeah Okay. okay, and where can I get that at? Uh, you should be able to get that in pretty much at any garden center. Okay, you got it in your stores? Yeah, we do. Okay, thank you, sir. All right, you have a great day. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Morning, Al Rangel. Good morning. Good morning, how are we doing? Good. What would cause uh, older apple trees and the newer apple trees uh, to come out with yellow leaves like they're dead before they... Uh, you know the first uh, the first uh, coming yeah, out is there. lack of uh, lack of nutrients. Something is out of balance in the soil. Would they take a lot of lime? Um, well, that could be that could work both ways. Is your soil sandy or is it clay? It's clay. Yeah, I would uh, lime uh, lime would definitely help that. Would, uh, will they come back or if they do? They yeah, they, they come back. Yeah, absolutely, they come back. But I would do is. Uh, it's very uh, acidic. Our, our ground is very. Yeah, acidic. I would. Uh, there's a lime called lightning lime. L i k e. Lightning, just just like light, you know, just like lightning outside. Uh-huh. Um, that works immediately on contact. I would just go ahead and put that, apply that all around the tree, mm-hmm. and I would do that again when it comes this late fall. Uh, if your soil is very acidic, um, that will that will that will keep repeating itself. Mm-hmm. So do it now, and then we, then and I, from then on, I would do it every fall. Every fall. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Well, you have a great day. You do. Yeah. Bye bye. Morning, Angelo. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Glad. Yeah. Okay. Angela, I have a hydrangea that I started from a cutting, and it's like three, four inches tall. I don't know, like, when I can actually plant it in the ground. Is it rooted? Yes, it got some roots. Yep, you got to plant it right now. It won't be bad for the winter, I mean, no, over no, winter. No, not at all. We're planting uh, uh, little liners in the fields right now ourselves, so wide open fields, so that they'll be just fine. Okay, thank you. Right. And I have I have a Japanese maple that I got last year from somebody. They had to dig it out, and the top part died back. I planted it in our mulch pile, and there is a couple um, branches that grew off from the bottom, and I wonder, can I just cut the top off? Yeah, yes, you can. Basically, what happened is the tree uh, reverted back to the uh, to the original uh, root. Uh, the graft got killed, uh, so you're getting uh, shoots from the bottom uh, to where it's basically the original uh, uh, graft, the original root uh, that it was grafted on. Uh, that will make a beautiful tree. It's just not going to be a dwarf like it was grafted on, but it will make a beautiful tree. And I would go. Okay, and, and tra- when tra- can that be transplanted? Uh, is it? Um, is it's like in the ground now? It's in the yeah. It's like in a big the leaf mulch pile. Yeah, I would I would leave that alone. I would do that like at uh, the end of September, middle of October. Okay, great. But, but go ahead and cut the um, the dead part. Cut that off. Cut it off now. Cut it off now. Okay. Okay. 
Okay, thank you All so right. much. Have a great day. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Morgan Hour, Angelo. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Yes, good morning, Angelo. Go ahead. Yes, I have a question. Uh, you had mentioned earlier in your program regarding the grass be gone. Uh-huh. Uh, I have a rather large myrtle bed in my backyard, which uh, seems to have quite a bit of grass in it coming up through it. That will work. And, but uh, do, do, is it made in a concentrate, or is it only in the 24-ounce bottles? Because, like I said, it's a rather large area, and if I could use a pump sprayer as opposed to the other one, I, I would really... You know, I am not sure uh, if that uh, comes in a concentrator or not. I'm not really sure about that. But uh, you can ask them, and they, uh, you know, if it's available, if we don't have it, if it's available, they, they can order that for you. Okay. Okay. But that's the only thing, really, I could use in my myrtle that's, bed. That's the only thing, that, and, and that will work really well. Okay. Okay. All right. I, I thank you much. Yeah. Have, have a great day. Yeah. You Bye-bye. Morgan Arangelo. Hello, good yes. morning. Yes, Angelo. Um, I have a pink dogwood tree that did not bloom this year. It, it didn't bloom, or is it still alive and good? Yes, it's, it looks beautiful, it's yeah. all green. Yeah. I, Last I, year it bloomed, it was just gorgeous, yeah. Yeah. and this year yeah. it didn't bloom. I really think that uh, the April weather really uh, burned all the, the, the tips of those buds, um, and uh, that's why the... They bloomed very poorly. We we did not have a, a very good blooming, um, uh, especially in dogwoods. Uh, they, they did not do very well. Even the red buds, which normally um, are spectacular, uh, this spring they were uh, they were very sparse in the blooms. Okay, and if the also- tree the tree is doing the tree is alive and well. I would be uh, I'd be happy with that for this year. It's uh, it was a very very uh, a different. Uh, you know, in April, uh, I really believe that that's what caused some of uh, a lot of this things being way off. Now, should I fertilize that tree? I would, I would feed it twice a year. I would feed it in the spring, and I would feed it when it comes uh, middle of July. Middle of July, okay. And also, my um, Greek oregano has this really tiny black spots all over the leaves. I'm sorry, I didn't catch the plant. What was the plant? Uh, Greek oregano. Oh, the, the oregano. Okay. Uh, just to go ahead and use um, uh, either Captain Jack Dead Brew or and uh, and a copper fungicide on it. Okay. And, and they're both organic. You can use them on there uh, with no problem. All right. Should I cut them down then? You can go, you can go ahead and cut them back. They, uh, they will come. What size spot do you have at the end? Well, they're in the ground, the Greek oregano. Okay. Um, I would just, um, yeah, just go ahead and spray them with that. You can cut them back. They'll come right back up. Feed them. Make sure that you keep those well-fed. You know, put like Osmocote on there every couple of months. You want to keep them as vegetative as possible. Okay. Well, thank you very much. All right. You have a great day. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Morning, Hello, good morning. Good morning. How we doing? Good. Uh, in October of 2016, I planted two Japanese holly. One's doing great, and the other one's just got uh, green leaves on the top and bare in the middle. Uh, what kind, I've, I've used uh, holly tone to feed them, but that's uh, what can I do to get this to perk up? Um, it, is the, uh, the so the growth is just on top? Is it a is yeah? It, is it a, a round bush or is it a um, round bush? Okay, what I would on the west side of the house. Yeah, I would just go ahead and uh, keep feeding it. Um, you know, feeding this, it heavy. This time of year. Yeah, uh, use holly tone and iron tone on there, and trim okay. the top. 
trim the top so that take the top, take the green part, cut that back halfway. Okay. And then that will force the growth to come out of uh, the um, you know the side of the plants. Now you said that was on the west side of the house. Yes. Okay. Is that um, a very windy area over there in the winter time? Is it a no? Know, no, it is shady, but not windy. Okay. Um, just uh, just keep uh, just feed them you know feed them now and feed them again at the end of uh, June, middle of July. Uh, okay. So that uh, just just help them along. They just got they you know they probably got burned a little bit through the winter and sat back. But generally, if uh, if they got good healthy leaves on top, they will fill in. Okay. Other question: How does some arborvitae die? Do they cut them away? I've still got a row for them. Of course, the last one that was up against one that died is all bare. Will that uh, regenerate? Or, yeah, yes, uh, it will. Yes, it will. Just uh, it trim will? it. Yeah, trim it. Oh. You know, give it a nice, you know, kind of uh, trim it along. But that will, it will reflush out. Yes. Oh, okay. Thank you. All right. Well, you have a great day. Yep. Bye bye. Thanks. Well, the hour is pretty well gone. It looks like a pretty nice day out there. A little cloudy. Uh, maybe we're gonna get a shower or two. But uh, like I said we've had a really a great week. Uh, the the weather really uh, got the soil dried up nice and. Uh, very workable. Um, so uh, enjoy the day, and uh, we'll be back next Saturday. Bye-bye.